All right. Welcome back to another episode of Rewiring Health. Very excited to be joined by Melissa Mejia. So thank you so much for being here today. Hello. Hello, beautiful Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So this is going to be such a topic that will resonate with so many people. And like I was saying, we're just, I was talking to you, like, there's so many things that you talk about that I'm like, yes, like we need to showcase this more because pe- women need to just love themselves for who they are and embrace that and embrace their inner power. So if you're listening to this right now and you're struggling with accepting yourself, maybe your body image or whatever it is, or you just feel like you're showing the world one version while you feel another, you definitely want to stick around for this episode. So I want to start out because I always love to hear people's journeys of like, how did you get to this point? So do you mind sharing your journey of like where you came from and what brought you to the point where you're helping women in this platform? Oh my gosh. Yes. I could write a full book about it. <laughs> actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually in the works of it. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for having me and I'm excited. I'm elated to have this conversation. I feel it's going to be yeah. very intuitive and it's going to support so many of your audience and you know, the world. So thank you so much. Awesome. Um, so I am Melissa, just like Kelly said, um, and I am the one Oh gosh, sorry. There's thunder. If you oh, hear it's thunder, thunder, it's because it's thundering. Just out of here. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, but I am the one activator. So I have been in a journey where I came from being powerless, where my power was stripped away from me when I was really young. I went through so much hardships when I was young. Um, for to like give you a little bit of a glimpse, I went through foster care. I was in foster care for for four to five years. I feel like like it was. I can't really remember at this moment. Um, I also came to a new country, right? And I actually became a foster child during the time that I was in a new country where I had no language yet. Um, it was everything was new. I didn't have any family. My only family was my mom at that time. I also grew up in a household where there was um, alcohol, right? So I had an alcoholic parent as well. Um, There was also emotional abuse. I also was sexually abused. Like there was a lot of different things that I went through many, many years in in my childhood. And they actually have shaped me to who I am now, right? Um, But they also do not define who I am, which is something so important that I want to say out loud. And I want to remind, right, that what we go through doesn't doesn't mean it defines us right like it is a part of us it is a part of our story a part of our chapter but it's not who we are right like it doesn't define who we are today in this very day so what i have i noticed as my my life went on i noticed how much i actually was being stuck stuck in the energy of you know negatively looking at what my life had been right living through foster care the experiences that I had endured um and because of that I actually negatively put myself down so I actually began to have a very very restrictive journey with my body and with with food especially and fitness because that was one of the only ways that I was able to actually control at that time, like what was going on. Um, So I did it through food, right? And I did it through the way I spoke to myself. Now, this was 
throughout the years of like my teenhood, right, I never felt like I belonged where I lived, right, living in the United States where I'm actually Colombian. So I didn't belong in Colombia because I didn't look Colombian and I didn't belong in America because I didn't look in America. It didn't look American. So then there was like this identity crisis that I had. So I thought that if I actually controlled my myself the way I ate and the way that I might I viewed my body so others can view me and can like me and I can please others and I can be, I can control all of this, right? All of these like um different things, then I'm able to be loved and then I'm able to be liked and I'm going to have all these friends and people, you know, all of these people are going to love me, et cetera, et cetera. And come to find out <laughs> that the opposite occurred, right? I was in a very restrictive relationship and I had a lot of eating disorder tendencies. Um, my relationship with my body was non-existent and it was rather very spiteful and very hateful, right? I have a lot of experiences through it all. So I decided one day and I think I was in my early, it was after my 18th birthday. Um, I was like, I, I think it was 18, from 18 to 20, I started to notice that I wanted something different, that I wanted to feel strong, that I never, I didn't want to everything that I went on through my childhood to keep coming with me in my life, that I knew that this was something I was going to speak about one day, that I knew I was hoping to inspire one day, but I no longer wanted to define me. And what I saw with everything that my restriction with food, my restriction with my body, looking at my body the way I was looking at it, I was actually carrying all the weight that I had in, endured throughout all of my childhood, right? Like this was very heavy for me. So I decided to begin my healing journey. And this was a choice that I made. It was a very conscious choice, even though that I had gone through therapy for so many years after everything that occurred to me when I was a child. It didn't happen until after I actually finished therapy that I actually became very conscious. And I was like, I want this to be different. I want to tell a different story. And that's where the healing began. And slowly and slowly, I actually began to see what an unwavering love for my body felt like. I began to feel what, a, what being devoted to me was. I began to see what choosing myself possibly could mean for me and what it actually brought into the light into my world into the light right and I no longer was just walking with the shadows you know but I also was like my truest self and this is where there are so many identities that I have lived throughout but now in my 29 years of life now I feel like I have really came to the calling of me and what I'm here to do, which is to talk about each and every single being, being the one where they're choosing themselves unapologetically, where they can ravish in all of their oneness. And this feels really good because I came from a place that was that I was powerless, that my power was stripped away, where I was restricted in so many different ways. And then I restricted myself and I held myself back for so long. And I had so many masks and I pleased so many, so many others instead of loving myself, instead of having this. So I want to give back to the world and to show them what's possible. What's possible when we actually rebel in our love? What's possible when we rebel and 
our, our living in our rapture, like what does it feel like who we are? So this is a little bit about my, my journey. Oh my gosh. I love it. And thank you so much for sharing your story because it's, it's just, it's so empowering and, and people have gone through some really tough things. So to have the bravery to share that and now use it as your power is just tremendous. And there's so many things you said there. The big one I love is the identity and that's everything because we can, <clears throat> excuse me, change everything outside ourselves. But if we still identify as a victim, or we still identify as a powerless person, we're going to go back to that. So we can have the willpower to change things short term, but we always gravitate to what we identify as. And, and that that's everything. And, you know, for anyone listening and kind of look at like, how do you identify yourself? Those I am statements are so powerful. So start paying attention to them. And it's, I mean, you said it, it's like you, you, once you change your identity, you change your life and that that's everything. And, and another thing you said that really resonated with me, and I can totally understand this because I dealt with the same thing is how we try to change everything external to us when we lack control in our life. And we think that these external changes will make us feel whole inside and they just never do. And it really yes. takes that inner journey before we can actually feel like we're fulfilled. So yes, I can completely relate to that. It's yes. Yeah. Yes. And what you just made me think of is like how empty, right? Mm -hmm. Like I felt for so many years. So I chased and I chased yeah. and I chased and I looked and I looked and I looked and I did diets, endless diets. I did so many. I looked for different programs in nutrition and fitness. I actually was a personal trainer myself for a decade, right? And throughout this time, I actually really began to notice like, wow, there are so many of us that actually feel this way where we're restricted, where we put on masks, where we're actually not being our truest selves, where we're not actually living in our oneness. And back then I didn't know this was what it was, but now that I'm here, I can see it in hindsight of what it is now. Right. So for me, it's like, I came to like, it was like a whole homecoming to me and like my sovereign being and like, okay, this is who I am. And this is also what I get to do in the world. And this is my passion and I live it and I, I live it. I eat it. I sleep it. Like I, the whole night, the whole night. So I'm very elated because I know, I know what it is like, right? Like, you know, what's on the other side and you just know that you, if, when we make that conscious choice, that's very intentional and very, very certain that this is what we're going to do, then you just don't look back. You just don't look back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it almost hits differently. Like there's a different yeah. feeling where it's like, oh my gosh, I went through all that struggle, not because it was in vain, but is because it was my foundation of creating something bigger in my life and serving people who are going through the same thing. So it's like, yeah, it's amazing. Like it's a testament to your healing when you can start taking those really, really tough places in your life and use them as gifts for what they are. And that's just, I mean, that's the biggest foundation to anything. Cause now you can relate to people who are going through that in a way that someone who hasn't gone through those struggles could never relate to them. And it's such a gift. It's amazing. Yes. yes I so agree with that. Um, especially on the part where I actually very, very interestingly enough today, I was talking about tattoos, so I still don't have any tattoos yet. Um, but there's a couple that I've had in my mind and one that really resonated with me is no longer that I am, Mm -hmm. but the the b like 
be mm-hmm. myself, be yourself. And you can add whatever you want to the word after, but mm-hmm. it's like, be me, like, yeah. you know, and of course it's like, be the one, of course. Yeah. But um, it's just like be, because when I became just fully on in the being, like a fully embodied being of me and my humanness, I began to see who I really was. And I began to embrace myself as I was. And then of course the choices that I made for myself also went with that, right? Because now I held different standards for myself and values, not one of those where you're controlling everything or um, you're needing like any validation or expectations, but more on the sense of like, I am choosing myself and this is what I want for me, right? And, you know, speaking out about it and being certain in what you want um, and feeling that for yourself and being like, I am so worthy of this. I am so worthy and deserving of this, right? And of course it took me a while to get to that part and to that place but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And it just comes to uh, this, the saying is you get more of what you, um, you get more of what you accept in life. And it's like, if you're willing to accept these lower things for your life, you're going to attract more of that in your life. And it's like, for me, that was such a big statement. Cause I'm like, Holy, I am accepting these lower things. And it, and it's like what you're saying too. It's like when you accept these and you don't expect your standards to be even higher and that you are worthy of more, that's the biggest thing is the worthiness because yeah. you always lower to your level of worthiness. You don't rise to what you, you expect, you know, and things that happen. It's all what you believe you deserve. And so that's beautiful. Do you mind talking about your journey of discovering your worthiness and cultivating that and how you started that process? Because I, I know so many people who are struggling and it's like, okay, it sounds good, but how do I believe that I'm worthy when I'm going through these things? So how did you go through that journey of, of creating that in your life? Okay. When I look back, (laughs) right, taking a moment, just closing my eyes and just looking back at where was I just felt like there was more for me. Like uh, the beginning wasn't like, I know I'm worthy of this because I didn't know. I didn't know back then that I was worthy and deserving of it. That was enough. I, because I didn't feel like it for so many years of my life, you know, like I lived a, such a beautiful childhood until I was seven. And then I came to a new country and it just completely, completely changed my life. Now, of course, there was so much negativity that went with that, but also it's a part of my story. So I don't say that, oh, I regret, you know, all of these things. I don't, but I also, you know, wish, of course, it was different. I wish my childhood was different. Um, But, but when I look back on it, like I knew I just, there was more and I just knew that there was more for me. And I was, I knew that I'm, I was grateful and thankful because I had lived a beautiful childhood previously. So it's like, I I had it embedded in me, you know, and I feel like all of us have that embedded within them. Like I actually have a, um, a child myself. So I'm a parent and to a lovely, lovely, lovely three-year-old. But he inherently knows he's worthy. Like he just, he just knows it like when we have conversations he's like yeah of course like me you know but we are then conditioned we are then shown that we are not in so many different instances and experiences that we go through so I knew I had it within me right and I knew there was more for me I just didn't know what it was and I still again didn't feel worthy yet. I didn't feel enough yet 
but I was like, I know there's more and I know I want to say, and I want to feel differently. How can I, let me feel differently, right? And let me take charge of my thoughts of who I am, of choosing myself. Like this is my time now, like it's my time now, right? And that's really when it became pivotal for me because then I started doing different workouts that really made me feel really strong. And I actually began to do things for me and I began to choose choose things for me that were very different than, for example, what others were doing. And from that part on, I actually began to see that there was a leader in me. There was someone that people wanted to watch. There was someone that people want to listen to, that they feel inspired by, you know, and it really was through my actions that I saw, okay, I deserve more than that. Okay, I am worthy of that, right? So it was like my own actions that I created that. But in the beginning, I didn't feel it. It wasn't like that, but I took action. So this is where I tell you and I tell your listeners to take, to have the courage, have the audacity if you feel that in your heart, because your heart calls, right? Your soul calls and it tells you like, hey, hey, I want to do this differently or I want to feel differently or I want it to be different for you. And I know there, it's there. I know it's there. So it's like, it's a calling, right? And um, by that time, I was like kind of dabbling into intu- intuition, kind of dabbling into like what it is, what what the universe was all about, et cetera, right? The spiritual realm, and I began to see like, okay, there is so much more for me. How does that look like? So then I began to create the actions. And from the actions, I began to create the evidence that yes, this is who I am. And of course, during that time, I had many, many lessons, right? Where, you know, maybe I didn't choose the, the right person for me to be with, where I didn't choose the right friends, where X, Y, Z, but then I began to see, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. That's not good. Okay, different standards, different values, different things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The more that I did that, the more that I began to notice all of these pieces for me, like what my worthiness was, what what was my deservedness, all of that. So it just kind of went through that way, but it's always through courage, right? And through audacious like fire within you to feel that you want it to be different because there's a calling, it's a calling within. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and there's so many themes of what you said. And the, the big thing that stood out to me is just having that curiosity and just listening to that voice, like, is there more? And then then having the curiosity to explore that. And you said courage. And I love that too, because I think sometimes we get held up on like, oh, I need to be confident. No, you need to be courageous. You don't have to be confident. Confidence comes with leaning into that courage and courage comes a leaning into the uncomfortable. And that is the most beautiful thing when you start doing that. And what I love about your story is that you did take action. And even though some things weren't the right actions, it was still give you information to move forward. And that that's what I hope anyone who's listening to us takes that lesson forward, because you don't have to have this perfect journey where everything is great and it moves you forward. Like it's not going to be a linear journey. Like you're going to have things that you're like, Oh, that was a dead end. Okay. Let me pivot. You know, it's like, if you're going through a forest, like you're not going to know how to get to the other side, but you just have to take a path and see if it leads you out. If it doesn't, you turn back and you go down another path. And, and I think we all get held up at like, Oh, what if it's not a perfect journey. Okay. I won't even start. And that's the biggest thing 
you can do to give yourself a disservice. So I love what you said, you know, and just, just having that curiosity, exploring it, taking action, learning from it, from it, and believing that there's more for you in this world and universe. I love that. I wholeheartedly believed it. Like I knew, I was like, I knew there's more, I have these desires, I have these wants, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like there for me. Like, right. Like I have all things that I want, et cetera, et cetera, but I just didn't feel inherently like it was made for me. And I was like, but how can I do this? And this was actually even before I like touched upon manifestation, a law of attraction, all again, spiritual things. Um, but when I began to tap into it, I knew that there was just something more. And it was really to the courage that I held for myself, where I knew there was something different. And it, it's a reminder for us to that we do have the choice. Like we have the choice to stay where we are. We have the choice to look back or we have the choice to move forward, right? Like there is a choice, even though we say we don't have a choice, right? Like if there is no choice, there is. It just sometimes it's very uncomfortable to see what the choice is to move forward. And when we move forward uh, many times, it's actually in a very not even paved path right like it hasn't even been paved you've never been through it so you're like oh my goodness and of course the fears come up of course so many things are going to rise up because it's uncomfortable it's extremely uncomfortable but it's on us to lean into that courage to be vulnerable to be open to see because there's a calling within you and if you feel it you go for it Absolutely. I love that. And, and just listening to that and honoring that, because I think so many of us feel that calling and then many like, just kind of suppress it, you know, it's like you you suppress it. And, and I think the biggest thing I heard this too, and I, I love this statement is like, hell is getting to the end of your life and seeing the potential of what you could have been. And oh, I'm like, my oh my gosh, you know, it's like, that's it. You're not going to look back on your deathbed and be like, oh, all those failures. Cause you're going to learn from something, but what you're going to look back is on what you didn't try. And exactly. so I love that. It's just like, you took the courage, you went for it and you, you found this path and you're, and you're evolving. It's like those things you're always evolving. You're growing that's what we're here to do evolve and help others and serve others. And, and that's our whole process. So I love that you're on that path and on that journey and you discover that for yourself. Love oh, that. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> One thing I love to talk about because I'm a big believer in like habits and what we do every day and like how that moves us in those directions. Do you mind talking about like, what's a, a typical day for you and what are some little things that you do every day that move your journey forward? Oh, yes. This is such a juicy question. Oh, Oh, my gosh. So one of the biggest things is like, I'm very, I'm very adaptable. Mm -hmm. There's one thing about me is that I'm a very adaptable human, I will always figure it out. I will always say, okay, maybe that was not the best path. Okay, let's how can we fix this? How can we change this? What worked? What didn't work? What can we always do better? Right? Like, that's me. It's, it's just been in my nature since as I can remember um so I'm very adaptable and now for example I am a mom (laughs) I also have a partner I also have a full-time position I also I work overnight on this full-time position um and I have my own business right and of course I also have my family so there is a lot of moving pieces that go with this and I choose myself through this whole time, right? So for me, it's very important to have habits like you you were talking about that have been very 
beautifully created for me, right? So they will change. So for example, my habits began to change a little bit since I began working overnights because that began in May. Um, and that's something totally new for me. But even previously, what I always, 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 always have my focus on is movement, like beyond anything. And like movement for me has always been where I feel the best for me and where I can actually release the energy that I'm moving through, any energy that I'm moving with, any energy that needs just movement. Movement for me has always been it, right? There's seasons and phases where I've just gone through yoga. There's seasons and phases where I've been to like pole dancing for a little bit. That was like six months of amazingness. Um, there's seasons and phases that I've done strength training. I always come back to strength training. That's me. Um, but I've also done spin. I've done bar. I've done, I've done different things. Um, but it's very me. It's very me. Like, you know, if you know me, you know me that I'll be working out and I'll be moving my body. Like that's my number one thing. So that's like the big habit that I have that I love to speak on. This is also why I was a fitness instructor for over 10 years, right? Teaching others how to work out. Not only that, but to make it part of their life. Um, and that for me was like, it's number one. So usually, for example, if I have my day off, I usually wake up really early in the morning before my my son wakes up so I can go to the gym. I usually am there around an hour and a half because I do cardio. And then from there, I usually come home. I make my breakfast. I like having fresh food that I can have with, with my son, right? Time with him. It's very important. I always like to think of my days with intentionality. Now, for example, there are days that it's not going to occur. They're not going to happen. You kind of have to go with the, with the flow of things. And sometimes you can just be like, you know what? Okay, you win. <laughs> like, okay, this is what it is. Um, but usually in an ideal day, it's like I work out, I make my own my own breakfast, I have my time with my son, I drop him off because both his dad and I work. And then afterwards, afterwards, um, I usually nap or something and I tap into social media for a little bit. And then I go to sleep, I take a nap and then I go to work. <laughs> that usually is um, what happens. Um, if I'm on my days off, usually I would do the same thing, right? But then it kind of moves with how, for example, how my son woke up, how, what time can I bring him? So they, he, someone can watch him throughout the time that I'm working out, right? But I always make it possible for me. Is it easy? No. Is it intentional? Yes. Is it conscious? Yes. Is it wholeheartedly like who I am? Yes. So I will always make it work. Um, so for me, movement is just so, so important. And this is like a path for me where I'm choosing myself, right? So choosing myself is buying incredible groceries for me. Like, yes, I am spending more money. I'm investing more money in me and my food. But of course, it's because I want to feel good. Same thing with my with my um, fitness programs. Like, like I was a trainer for 10 years, but I do actually outsource who creates my programs. Why? I don't want to be doing that. I also want them to see me for my desires, for my wants, and I want you to give them to me. Thank you very much, <laughs> right? So I just want to show up for them. And that's usually what I do. Of course, I stay hydrated. That's another big focus. And I always, always, always stay present. Now, of course, life is going to get us and there's going to be moments where you're going to be kicked out of your present moment and where you're going to be kicked out of that presence of where you are but one thing that I always 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 
talk about is how presence is pleasure. And it's like you being here in the right now creates such a light and also allows you to be fully tuned in to like what's going on. How can you connect to yourself further and further and further so you can actually live the life that you're truly wanting and desiring? Like you actually start to notice like, ooh, okay, maybe that's not the best thing for me. How can I change it? How can I switch it? And how can I make it better for myself? And it's all about how we define each and every single habit for us that, you know, we can create it. You know, I've had so many clients that are like, oh, I just don't have the time to work out or et cetera, et cetera. How many times have we heard that countless times? And it's like, well, okay, let's see. So they tell me their schedule. And I was like, wait a minute, there's something right there. Oh, you, you chose to watch some TV like for two, three hours. Okay, how can we do that? And they're like, yeah, but that's my unwind time. And I was like, what if your unwind time was also you moving your body? And lo and behold, during the time that we worked together, it would always, it would always work, um, you know, but I just hope and I, and I just, you know, I'm always like here seeing my clients and many of them still do work out and many of them still move their body and many of them find their way. And so many times it's like with different trainers or, you know, they're doing their own thing, but it's still doing their own thing. They're still choosing themselves. And this is the important piece. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And big thing, big theme I heard from all that is the flexibility and recognizing. Yeah. I love how you talk about the seasons because that is so true. We have seasons of life and we're going to adapt and we have to adapt to those. So there's going to be times where you're going to do different things. And I love that because that's realistic and also just not expecting perfection. Like life happens and that's okay. As long as you get back on it the next day. And so there's so many things I'm pulling out from there. Um, one thing I also like what you said is just talking about like, you know, especially your story, like you have a lot of things going on. You're doing full-time job, your business, your son, you know, like you have like, a, you're wearing many hats and it's like, yeah. so you, you're not like just sitting at home saying, yeah, y'all have time, you know, like, you know, it's like, you're busy and you're, you're creating this time. And I think that's the thing. Cause yeah. I think so many people re resort to like, I need to find the time, but like, no, sometimes you need to create it. And that's the hard yeah. part. It takes effort in creating that time. And it's like, you know, if you were to schedule somebody, you would probably show up for that person, but why aren't we scheduling with ourselves? And that's, that's exactly. the big thing. You have to schedule. That is so important. Thank yeah. you so much for saying that because I actually do have a calendar myself and I actually yeah. schedule my workout times all the time. Yeah. And if I have to move it again, a part of me, it's flexibility. Like I've let go of my controlling nature uh, of like wanting to control it because of how much I didn't have control for so long. And I know that now. Um, but now it's like, you know what? Like, yes. Okay. This is it. Like, this is what we're going to do. We got to change it. We got to switch it. Okay. Let's do this. Let's go with the flow. It's a little bit more flowy. And this is why I also touched upon the presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And that's it's so key. And, and one of the things you said too, is like, you know, when people say mm -hmm. I don't have time, the big thing, I mean, I, I know I've heard that from many people too. I've worked with the big thing we have to ask ourselves is like, when we have these statements, it's like, do you, you know, are we cutting ourselves off at that statement? Cause if you say, I don't have time, your brain says, yep, you don't have time. And it shuts down from any possibility yes. of doing rather than it's a subtle difference, but it's all the difference that you say, how can I find time to do this? And now yes. your brain will literally start finding those little things. Like if it's 10 minutes, great. Do 10 minutes. You don't have to do an hour. 10 minutes is awesome. Yes. You know, I love how you tapped into that. that. I love how you tap into that because even previously when I was actually in my lowest of lows, right? 
I also was very obsessed with working out. I would work out for three hours. Like sometimes my mom will call me. She's like, hey, are you like thinking of coming back home? Like what's going on? Like, are you okay? Like, I want to make sure like it's been a long time. And but my mom at that time, she didn't have a car and I also didn't have a car. So I would walk to the gym and walk back. But I would always have to do extra, 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 extra things. Now you heard me saying I have an hour and a half that's a privilege. That's a privilege that I have now that I usually do that because I do my extra cardio in, but it's usually my workouts were 45 minutes. And actually when my son was born, they were 30 minutes. Sometimes I didn't, I, I had like maybe 20 minutes. I had 15 minutes, right? It always depended, but I always created the time. He was napping. Okay. We're going to work out. Am I tired? A little bit, but can we do it? Yes, we can. And then I'll take a nap after, like I would always figure it out. Um, and I'm not saying do not listen to yourself either. This is about you listening to yourself and where you can actually create that time and be like, okay, this is where presence is so important. So you can really schedule it in. And like you said, like, yes, you got to schedule time for you, right? Like I used to schedule journaling time for myself too, where it was so important, where I was really being tapped into my connection within, within me. Now I'm very intuitive because of where I am in my journey. But if it's, if the, if the people that are listening are maybe starting off in their journey and really uncovering that, I would always say like, you just, like you mentioned, schedule that time in see how that feels and see where you even feel like oh yes okay I feel really good to journal in the morning right or I feel really good to journal at night um it doesn't have to be everything all at once how many of us think think it needs to be like oh yeah I choose this okay let's do it all together no it's like one step at a time yeah, hundred percent. And that is, I, I find it to be such a big barrier in some people and, and myself included. I was that person. I was like, well, if I don't have an hour to work out, I'm not like, what's the point yeah. of waste? You know, I was so that person. Cause I was like an all or not, you know, it's, it's a process, but very much that person of like, I need to go all out on everything. Like it otherwise, exactly. it's not worth it. but it's so true. And it's like, if you're just starting out and you, and you don't have self-care or anything built into your system, like start with two minutes a day, like literally just do two minutes yes. a day. That is it. Yes. You don't have to jump in. Like I knew you're saying an hour and a half, like I have a pretty rigorous routine, but you know what? It's taken me years to get to this point. You know, when I started and I was in the rough place, like, yeah, it didn't look like this, you know? So it's like, if you're listening to this, you're like, well, that seems so unobtainable. It probably exactly. is you haven't given yourself the time and space to do that, but start with one minute. Let's find just one minute today. And that's all you need to be a foothold. So yeah, I still agree with that. And actually, something that just came up for me, too, it's like usually like the Apple watches. I know not everyone has one, but I, a lot of people do wear these watches now. But many of them even have mindfulness, like a mindful yeah. minute. Right. So they usually pop up and it's like mindful minute, a mindful minute. So it's like very important for us to have that and to carry that. Can you give me? I just want you to talk. Can you talk about the one? Because I know that's yeah. your your, your thing. yeah your thing so just My talk thing. about yeah I would love for you to talk about the one and just kind of dive into that yes actually I'm actually wearing a one I don't know if you can notice I have a one a one a oh, one necklace yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> yes. um yes so the one came to be when I began to see others um, and, you know, just throughout my lifetime, I had seen like, oh, yeah, like you are working yourself for the one, right? Like you're working for that, the one person for you, right? Like having all these external ones in your life. And 
it hit me and it was actually like it just like seeing it and seeing it and seeing it and there was different different identities that I have created throughout my lifetime you know that have supported me through this through what I've been through and through what I've done also in the online space and with my business um there was a slay movement that I created for for a couple of years and this was like when my son was born then it was the and she is movement which actually is what's called my podcast right now and then it was adorada so it was like there's been very many different identities but during this time i actually was away on a vacation sitting at the beach watching the sunrise and it just kind of hit me and it just hit me how we're like why are we doing this for others when we're not doing this for ourselves and it just became something that truly like felt like a deep like sense of knowing and not only that but it just began pouring out of what I wanted to speak on and what I felt like it was more and more to talk about and it became you being the once in a lifetime woman right and it became about you being the one and I feel like each and every single one of us has that oneness where we are so so irreplaceable where we are so unique in who we are, where there's no one that can do it like us, no one that can speak like us, no one that can create like us, right? And it's like, we are the ones, like, we no longer are looking just for the ones outside of us, right? But we are actually the ones for us. And it's like something that just feels so delightful. (laughs) And it's something that I am very lit up by, but not only that, but it feels like such a big purpose to really bring out this sacred ring for others to for them to also walk in and for them to also be activated by to be ravished by to rebel in to feel in their home and who they are and it comes like it's an in like an encompass of everything it's the spiritual it's the mind it's the body it's the soul it's the energetics behind it it truly is a total homecoming for those that are wanting to feel in their haven and what it feels like and what it is and for them to be it now like it's you living in it at this moment right now at this time without waiting without thinking that it needs to be for others or expectations or validations it's like who you are right now Oh, I love that. That's everything. And, and I mean, there's so many people probably struggle. I know I've struggled with that where it's like, oh, and when this happens, then I'll feel whole. Or when, when I have this in my life, I'll be whole or like constantly making sure everyone else is taken care of. And then you're, you're always on the back burner. It's like so many things that so many people do and don't realize that it's, it's creating this, this energy in them. That's just suffocating, you know? And it's like, yeah. So I love that. And I, I just love the concept of it and that it encompasses all aspects of life, you know, the spirituality, health, mental wellness, emotional. I love that. And it's, it's so, so key to prioritize that in your life and recognize that you can be that one in your life and be, be your own hero, really in your own journey. Exactly. exactly. You know, and like, you are the main character, like you are the once in a lifetime and it doesn't have to be woman. It can be person. It could be being, it's like whatever you wanted to name it but it's like, you are that once in a lifetime. And for you to see that and for you to like be a witness to it, it's like your turn, you know, like your turn. And it felt like it was so necessary, right? Because we are in a space, I feel like too, that the world is changing where we're really focused on kind of self-development where we're focused on more of ourselves, right? There's a lot more of the focus on 
on a lot of health, but not only that, but like a lot of um, inner awakenings and spiritual journeys and et cetera, et cetera. And I still felt like there was, during that time, there was, there was still like, for example, what I went through, that there was still a lot of chasing for me. Like, okay, when this happens, this is where I'm gonna feel healed. Or when this happens is where I'm gonna feel whole and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, really, no, it's like, you are right now, it's whole, you're whole right now, right? And also you can walk with like your highest self so you can be more, right? And a lot of people can call it their magnetic magnetic selves. A lot of people can call it their quantum selves. I like to call it their highest selves, right? But it's like you walking with who you are, but it's like, this is like a deep knowing that you are the one now reawakening that for her and for you. And so you don't even align deeper with your highest self so you can achieve what you are desiring. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Beautiful. It's, it's, it's everything. I mean, really, that's, I, I think really our kind of soul's journey in life is to continually evolve and to continually come home to ourselves. So yes. yeah, I love that for someone who wanted to work with you, connect with you, learn more about what you do. How can they do that? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. 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 All right. So you can find me on social media. I love it so much. Um, I, I'm usually always plugged in, but you can find me on Instagram at Melissa Mejia Official. You can find me on TikTok as well. I'm kind of dabbling into that, seeing how that goes over there. Um, you can also find me at andsheisofficial.com. And that's like where the space where you will find all my, excuse me, all my courses, all of like, especially like free experiences that I've created and everything. But my main, my main kind of space is usually Instagram, usually TikTok and actually Facebook. So you can find me by my name as well, Melissa Mejia. Um, and from there, I actually have a private Facebook group that I love to share, which is called the Sacred Rain. And it's for the woman that knows that this is the journey for her, the one where she just is. <laughs> Love that. Well, I'll put everything in the show notes for anyone who's listening, wants to connect with you in those, in those uh, platforms. Thank you again, Melissa, for sharing everything you did. I genuinely enjoyed this conversation. So thank you. Thank you so, so much. And thank you so much for providing this space. And I can't wait to have you in my podcast. (laughs) Yes, There's a season four coming. So I can't wait to have you and we'll talk about that. I love this conversation so much. So thank you so, so much for for just having me in your platform. You're very welcome. And, and thank you again. And again, for everyone listening, please subscribe to the channel, share it. And especially if you find found this valuable, give it to give this gift to somebody else who can take these messages and move it forward in their life. So thank you again, Melissa. Yay. Thank you so much, Kelly. <laughs>